the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and welcome to the Marketing Forward Movement, where marketers are finally starting to lead the efforts for healthcare to be about consumers and innovation. If you want to be a part of it, then this is the place for you. We're going to help you find your place in this new movement, and you are going to be one of the ones shifting the way that healthcare is marketed and experienced. Before we go any further, I am so excited to announce the latest video chat series from Shift.Health called The Resilience Journey. Millions of people are struggling with unexpected job changes, derailed career plans, and at the very least, unfulfilling work. Marketers, communicators, and journalists have been hit especially hard. Many feel paralyzed and unable to take the first step back after work takes a surprising turn. So this video chat series uncovers the unexpected moments in the career journeys of leaders in business, healthcare, and entertainment as they've recovered or reinvented themselves in innovative ways. How did they develop career resilience? What was their mindset and what actions did they take? What have been the lowest points in their careers and how did they take that first step back? Join me as I discover the moments that matter on your journey to fulfilling, meaningful, and profitable work. Our guests include Joe Polizzi, Robert Rose, Jess Colombo, Linda McCracken, Robin Farman Farmian, Rachel Ford Hutman, and many more. Episode one with Joe Polizzi is now available at shift.health, free and on demand. So go check it out. So here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about how marketers must accelerate transformation. Then we've got Carrie Lichen in the house, folks. Carrie is an idea-generating machine, I'll tell you what. She's here to help us understand some of the signals we're getting about where healthcare is headed as COVID continues to evolve. She'll also tell us about the need to change from data dinosaurs to data czars. Let's get to it. Are you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. We've known the answers for how to improve healthcare marketing for years. COVID-19 has simply given us an ultimatum to accelerate those efforts or be left in the dust. It's up to us. When I mentioned this to John Lynn recently, he asked me, what are three things I think marketers should be doing to accelerate this effort? I couldn't narrow it down to three, but I could do five. So without further ado, here are the five things marketers should be doing to accelerate the transformation of healthcare before it transforms them. Number one, Shift the focus from digital advertising to digital brand experience. Advertise less, a lot less. Brands don't win with logos and commercials anymore. The experience is the brand. Never forget that. So do whatever it takes to create an integrated digital brand experience that's easy, sticky, and pervasive. Consumers change loyalty every day because one brand's digital experience has less friction than the other. Hello, Amazon. Number two, shift the focus from building hype to building trust. 
Be the ones to guide consumers through the new healthcare landscape. We've all been begging for someone to explain how things work now. So answer those questions. Be there and be transparent. Basic human empathy always wins. Number three, fix branded content marketing. Over 90% of blog posts across the board get no backlinks. Think about that. And very few brands earn substantial organic traffic anymore because of Google's zero-click trends and more ads being placed on search engine result pages every day. On top of that, most healthcare content is still Me Too. Target every piece of content to a moment of relevance and use more than one format. It takes time and consistency for content to work. And we're still underutilizing audio and video content and overthinking production. Number four, and this is a big one, elevate marketing's internal seat of influence by becoming architects of marketing operations strategies rather than pretty thing producers. Develop processes, team structures, and investment strategies to demonstrate a clear understanding of MarTech and analytics. No more reports about marketing activities. Tie everything to a result. Give senior leadership every reason to view marketing as an indispensable member of the business strategy team. Show them we understand how we have to work together with finance, IT, and clinical leaders to engage consumers in the ways that they want to be engaged. Number five, go upstream and innovate the sick care business model. Yes, marketers have a role in this. No more lipstick on a pig. Represent the voice of the healthcare consumer at the leadership table and be tireless evangelists for disrupting outdated in-person fee-for-service models. Bring the big ideas and create the vision for new care delivery models. Change the business model to incentivize keeping people and communities healthy while also growing the business. Make that sweet spot the ultimate priority. So those were my five ways to start, but let's be real. Whenever we start talking about transformation in bold terms like these, many marketers immediately point to the difficulties of having their departments be order takers. They don't lead or set strategy, they react. They point to the challenges with direct attribution of their efforts. They limit their thinking and go to the same old excuses that you can't measure the impact of everything we do in marketing, so why even try? But that right there is the problem. We haven't tried hard enough or properly armed ourselves to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the constituents who are questioning our value. We're still walking into meetings with activity reports. We're making excuses rather than battle plans. Not everything can be contributed one-to-one -to, -one to a direct revenue target, but a lot more can be correlated than we sometimes think. Becoming data enthusiasts and eventually data czars will help us earn a seat at the table. Marketing, marketing internally. Yes, you heard that right. Marketing, marketing might just be the most important component of moving forward. So let's take that first step. It's our responsibility. You don't know where to go first? Ask me. Ask your colleagues. Message someone you met and ask what they think. If there's one thing I'm sure of, it's that disruption is happening with or without you. I, for one, intend to be on the right side of this curve or die trying. And I hope you do too. It's up to all of us. And that's the flavor of the week. All right. Hey, I've got Carrie Lichen in the house today. Carrie's the head of industry for healthcare at Yext and just a friend of the program. Carrie, how are you today? I am doing great. It's a little hot in Boston, but otherwise doing really well. I would I'm love to be able to see people in person. <laughs> I am so at that point. It has been a long, long summer, and yes. uh, this is normally the time where we can crank things up and look forward to seeing people in person. Mm -hmm. And with that not happening, I'm in the same camp. 
I'm dying to get out of here and see, have that family reunion feel that we usually have at conferences. It's, it's unfortunate. For sure. For sure. Yes. Especially because they're all coming up. Literally, they're all coming up. This is conference season and we can't see anyone. So I'm sad about that. Same, same. And you know what? That does tell us a few things about our community to begin with, like the industry of how it goes deeper than just a basic relationship, you know, in any type of like a transactional marketing community or industry. Most, it's kind of a smaller world. A lot of people stick around. You know, mm-hmm. we may bounce around from one side to the other client side of consulting or whatever, or back and forth. And yet, a lot of us stick around in the industry. And, and it's nice, it really is nice to see those familiar faces year after year. Yeah, that's true. It is like a family. That is so true because people do stick around. Yeah, I like it. It's almost like we're all have, have this uh, innate desire to, to help improve things. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, we, we have this really cool conversation. I th- I'm very excited for this today because we want to kind of set a vision out there. And among all the day-to-day questions, it is so easy right now to even more like dig in our heels and be buried in the day-to-day uncertainty and how is today literally going to be different than yesterday. There's so much of that that we've got to carve out some time to think about, kind of you know, stick our head out and think about like what could be coming, what opportunities are there right now that we might miss of transforming the industry. Things that we've talked about for years, but things are changing so quickly now that there's some opportunities that weren't there even a few months ago. So having an opportunity to create that vision, that's what we want to dive right into today. Is, and that's the topic of our rap battle. Rap battle. Rap battle is just where we challenge the status quo. So the status <laughs> quo of healthcare, holy cow, everything is different now. There is no status quo. Like there is no way things have been done anymore. I see that as an opportunity, but Carrie, tell us just in general, like how are you feeling these days about what's going on in the industry? It's really interesting because I have heard multiple CMOs talk about how there is no going back to what it was pre-COVID. And there are a lot of people who are still saying, okay, when this is all over, now we'll get to go back to what we were planning strategy-wise. Or now we'll get to go back to whatever it was that we were getting ready to do at the beginning of 2020. And then many CMOs are now saying, I don't actually think this is ever going to, this is never going to change things. When we look back, it'll be BC before COVID. And then it'll be AC, I guess, after COVID and everything will change. And I'm, I was feeling a little bit, what would I call it? Early on, I was feeling really discouraged because I feel like, you know, you and I have been, and you know, many people have been talking about digital transformation and really evangelizing digital change for so long. I mean, my Google days, I was talking about it. I mean, it's been 15 years for me where I feel like I've been talking about digital. And I was really discouraged when this happened, COVID happened, and this was the moment for digital to shine. The, an absolute moment for digital to shine. And it didn't. And now I think about, I am now more encouraged because this actually was an opportunity. It was like what I have talked about as a flashbulb moment, you know, the Challenger blowing up or Kennedy being shot or 9-11, where you have this moment now in your mind that you don't, you're never going to forget. And if you were in healthcare in this moment now, 
This is the opportunity and this is the time where transformation, I think, is now legitimately going to happen. Organizations will have seen what's going on behind the scenes and how there wasn't a clear digital transformational strategy. There wasn't a clear understanding of how do we how do we have a good patient experience in a digital fashion? I mean, my husband sits at the kitchen table. I talk about this all the time. He sits at the kitchen table and he spent two weeks trying to figure out how to get telehealth to work and telemedicine and virtual visits to work for his multidisciplinary clinic with no guidance from Mass General at all because they didn't even have any of that pulled together yet. He had to chart it out. And then he was during grand rounds teaching others how he was doing it. So there is a lot of catch up that we're doing, but now I'm encouraged by the fact that, okay, now we're in this space where I think people's eyes have been opened to digital. And now the conversations that we're all having, I think are going to go deeper. And we're going to have bigger opportunities to actually then say, this is a game-changing moment. What can we do to help? I hope so. I'm hopeful for that. I don't think there's a way back. Like I said, no. that's just that's just spinning your wheels and that's just going back to a comfortable place where that's actually not that comfortable anymore. And so that's that's the benefit of having our backs against the wall. I think about the digital consumer transformation that we've that we have talked about for years. So many of us have. And now I see the biggest opportunity to accelerate it. So maybe that's where where we start going deeper. And I've been asked recently, how do we do that? You know, what what are the ways, what's marketing's role in that? What's the digital team's role in that? How do we do that? How do we accelerate that transformation? Sure, we talked about it for years. And my thought is we've known the answers to that for for years. Years. And it has been this this butting of heads with, oh, well, we we just haven't built a business case, which never fully made sense to me. That can't be the only reason why we're not acting on these things. Mm -hmm. There's clearly some entrenched incumbency, just the path of least resistance. It would, it, would, mm-hmm. it would take so much. We'd have to change so much. We have to go upstream to change our business models. It just seemed like it was more than just, okay, one, one department, you know, the marketing team or even yeah. IT and, and all their partners and ecosystem getting together and saying, let's do this thing. It felt like a burden to even bring it up in a lot of, in a lot of cases. So yeah. when I think about like, what, what are the ways that marketers can help accelerate that transformation now because of COVID, because we probably aren't going back? Where do we start with that? Oh, where do we start with that? Read the news, read the industry information, read what's going on with CVS and with Walmart. I would say marketers need to get really smart about what organizations outside of healthcare are doing as they're coming into healthcare. Because I think that marketing isn't going to be about, and you and I have talked about this, producing pretty things anymore. It's going to be about understanding data, understanding the consumer, understanding what they want, releasing friction from that experience. And I think about it, again, my husband tried to book a primary care appointment on... I always rag on MGH. I don't mean to do this, but it's the one that I know. And I I feel bad about doing this, but it is the experience that we have here. He tried to book an appointment online on their patient gateway app and selected two times. He got an email back that said, those times don't work, please call. That's not frictionless. He wanted to do it all online and he couldn't even do it online. So, And then he had to waste time calling. So... 
if we're able to have marketers look at what's going on outside and look at those models of what organizations are doing outside. I mean, CVS has an amazing way of cataloging consumers, where they're going, what they're doing, what they're buying, how deep into the store they're going. Are they front of store? Are they in the pharmacy section? They've built health hubs around changing it. What are they doing, let's say, at Walmart? They're opening up all of these new health centers that clearly they know exactly what's going on with their consumer and every individual slice of the consumer. What do healthcare marketers know about their consumer? And how do we get them to better understand how to deeply understand who's doing what? There's a lot of data behind the scenes that I think marketers need to get really hip to really quickly. But the first step might be just look at what's going on outside. Because what's going on outside is either going to eat the business or they can use that example to bring it into the business. And it's not about branding. That is not going to save healthcare. That is not going to keep CVS out of markets. It's not. It's not going to be about brand anymore. I I so agree. I so agree. Let me throw a couple ideas out here, a couple of shifts that that need to happen that have been talked about in in corners, but now this needs to be like the main discussion, right? So shifting the focus from digital advertising to digital brand experience, that's where reducing friction in my mind comes in. Yeah. What you just described is a perfect example. And then shifting the focus from building hype to building trust. So when we're talking about content, so much of the, the focus is on individual social media posts, e-blast, web page copy, and and we're missing that big picture of what are we doing all this for? Oh, so we can create some hype around our brand. And no, 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 no. We are so past that. So making those Mm -hmm. shifts from a focus on digital advertising to focusing on the digital brand experience, and then shifting from building hype to building trust. Where do we start with those? Yeah, I mean, think about the digital brand experience now, BC before COVID and now during COVID. Everything's digital now. Literally everything. I pay for things with my watch now. I pay for things with my phone. I I used to kind of try a little bit beforehand, but now I've been forced into it. And healthcare is pretty much digital as well. And so that should be the focus is what is that experience and how do I make sure that I can eliminate an entire amount of friction from that and obviously, there's a lot other, there are a lot of other things that are going on at this point that are taking attentions away from that. But it so has to be removing that branding. Like let's... MGH is rebranding. So Partners is rebranding to uh, Mass General Brigham. And they're spending lots of money rebranding. And you have to get the name out there. But what are they doing to make the appointment booking experience better? That's where loyalty, I think we will literally have patients say, that was a great experience. That was seamless. I had a great video experience as well. I'm going to stick with this because they made it easy. And that's what Walmart does. That's what CVS does. So I couldn't agree with you more. But I also think that these organizations really need to like, evaluate and actually be the patient. Go walk in those shoes. Feel it, experience it. I don't think enough of that is happening too. So that could be a, a step that they could take. Is just just get in there, feel it, do it. That's a good thought. Hey there, listeners. If you're all about listening to your website visitors to learn more about how to improve your website experience, then G Site is for you. G Site is a suite of digital improvement tools that capture the voice of the digital customer. 
Hi, I'm Rob Klein, co-founder of G-Site and founder and CEO of Klein & Partners, a market research and brand consulting firm dedicated to helping hospitals and health systems find their brand voice. I co-developed this service offering with the team at Greystone.net several years ago. G-Site helps you prioritize and focus your website improvement and enhancement efforts. It's a suite of solutions including a pop-up website experience survey tool, a user-friendly dashboard and reporting tool, a user behavior tracking tool, expert consulting services, and more. What if I told you that 8% of your visitors have a new negative opinion of your brand after visiting your website? Now multiply that number by the total number of annual visitors. Does that number scare you? If so, go to www.graystone.net forward slash gsite to learn more about how we can help and sign up for an introductory overview. Hope to speak with you soon. I wonder how many providers have tried to schedule their own appointment on the online service and had that experience. It doesn't take long after they try it themselves to say, to really get into- <laughs> we've got to fix this. We've got to address this. But I, I can tell you there are a number of providers who search for themselves on, let's say, a find a doctor tool and say, I don't understand why I don't, I don't, I don't see this, or I don't understand why this is popping up. They're taking a slightly different approach. I would always encourage to do exactly what you're saying. Try to book the appointment. Try to find the information. Even at Yex, we've held these executive uh, sessions and back when we could actually get people together in person. And we would actually go through exercises, like journey exercises. And the executives would think, oh my gosh, I had no idea it was this hard to actually book an appointment. I had no idea it was this hard to go from I have a symptom to finding the right doctor. I had no idea it was this hard to even search my insurance to see if my insurance is covered for this particular procedure. Or I had no idea. And so we have these eye-opening moments. I would just encourage organizations to say, let's take half day and let's just be the patient. It's not that hard. And I think it, it, it can become transformative. And now in these digital days that we have, it's super important because that's what we're, we're being trained right now to literally expect out of our healthcare, what we expect out of everything else. And we're not getting it, but we're being pushed to these digital experiences. We're not going to necessarily go hundred percent back to non-digital and to anything the way it was. And so we, as the consumers or as the patients, we're going to be pushing for this. And so organizations need to become much more adept at actually making the changes to make it better. And the one way to do that, I think, is to actually step into the shoes of the patient and the searcher. It's a big step. And I'm, I am, I'm surprised how many don't try that until it's yeah. way down the road. And we're like, how did, we, how can we build it like this? You know, and it's, yeah. that's not, no one wants the conversation at that point. Everyone wants it earlier on when, when you're building the, the experience. And so I've questioned a lot, whether it's even making sense these days to call this, what we're talking about, this process, marketing anymore. I still Mm. think it is. I think marketing has the best opportunity to lead this effort. And that kind of, you know, takes me to another thought of like one way we can accelerate this process is by shifting how we understand the role of marketing and elevating our own status internally, elevating Mm. our own seat of influence at the table by shifting the things we're talking about we're not mm-hmm. talking about gaining approval for budget. You're talking about an investment strategy. Yes. You're talking about, you know, you want to give senior leadership 
every reason they can have to view you as an indispensable member of the business strategy team. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily the most common way the marketing team is viewed in a health system. I could probably on one hand count five or fewer organizations who are in that mode where they... I mean, one of them actually said, I was able to get more budget from my leadership because I could prove the value of every dollar spent even during COVID. Others are slashing budgets here, slashing budgets there. But there are literally just a few of them who can actually speak the business strategy, speak the investment strategy, speak the return on investment, speak about these different elements to say, I have value, I have worth, I belong at this, I, I belong in a seat at this table, and I'm educating you on what your consumers and patients need and what we can deliver on. So true. And I know this isn't as easy as, okay, sure, we're just going to start throwing data at people because as an industry, we have, we try to understand data. It's, it is a work in progress. It is. And that, that doesn't mean everyone, in, in my mind, a lot of marketers started flocking to analytics being the end instead of the means to the end. We shouldn't celebrate mm. the fact that we can measure things anymore. We need to celebrate what it's telling us. And there is a tasteful, effective way to do that and bring it into every discussion. The CEO, the CSO, the CIO, whoever is involved in picking who's at that table, mm-hmm. they aren't going to sit there and, and just you know snap their fingers and like, okay, now marketing gets it. It's going to be a long discussion. And mm-hmm. if we realize that, if we don't just say, woe is me, they're never going to understand it. If we actually spend some time and, and think about, well, what am I giving them to work with? Like, what would they, if I was them, what would I, yeah. what would I think of what marketing's doing? Because all I'm telling them is that we got X number of ad impressions and here are the number of activities. Mm-hmm. Right, right. At most, that can be your denominator of something that actually ma- matters in some yeah. way or another, a conversion rate, an engagement rate or something. But holy cow, like we're, we've focused so much on advertising and impressions that it's yeah. actually kept us from seeing the other opportunities out there in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I think I've talked about one of these terms before, but you made me think of this. You could either be a data dinosaur or you could be a data czar. And so a data dinosaur is still thinking or talking about the impressions and maybe how many likes you got on a social media post. But the data czar is taking the data and painting a meaningful story. And even better, especially in these digital days, linking it to actual conversion that could be happening. So how many appointments did you book? What percentage of those appointments actually converted into somebody who showed up either virtually or in person? How do you connect that back to revenue? How do you connect that back to reimbursement? That's a more sophisticated way of looking at marketing within healthcare that has been very complicated up until this point and probably will continue to be complicated. But because we're now far more digital, I think we're going to have and see an acceleration in things like online appointment scheduling, linking that back to revenue, being able to understand the ROI piece of it. And the data czars, the data czar marketers will be the ones who will be able to use that to tell the story to the CFO to the CEO, to the COO, to the CSO, to everyone at that C-suite, say, look at what we've done. And then be able to actually say, okay, I need more and ask for more because they can value and justify it. But the data dinosaur, I think, will just continue to report on clicks, impressions, likes, 
And nobody really understands that to begin with. And so that's not really going to get people very far. And like I said before in, earlier in our conversation, CVS isn't doing that. Walmart's not doing that. Amazon's not doing that. Google's not doing that. They just know so much about every segment and every grouping of their set of customers, consumers, and patients that they're so far ahead that... The data czars are looking to them and they're saying, what can we learn here? The data dinosaurs are needing to become the data czars. They need to learn a little bit more. Otherwise, they're just literally going to be, I think, trounced by some of these non-healthcare market entrants. This is a potential blockbuster Netflix moment. Yep. You know, it, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a blockbuster cool. video. It I really- think so. I yeah. think so. It's a good analogy. I think so. Mm-hmm. And we have the benefit now of saying, okay, this could be what's happening right now. Even if it's not to that degree, what did they miss that we're not going to miss right now? Like yes. we, we are not going to be Blockbuster right now. We're not going to be Xerox or Kodak, you know, or anyone who's just like, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, 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 they're good. You know, we're, we'll worry about that when, when the time comes. The retail health examples you keep pointing to, yeah, you can't talk about them enough in my mind because of not just... Hey, maybe they're they're an existential threat to our business, but actually, there are ways in my mind to work together with them and oh, knowing partnership for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that they're going to be part of that ecosystem, you can actually start now to ideate like what's that business model look like, you know, with them in partnership, and not not just say that, but also learn like you're saying, learn what they're doing with data, and then bring those same lessons. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of different reasons to look at retail and and outside outside organizations and, and mm-hmm. what they're doing. So I, I love that thought. When I was seeing all of these trends in voice, for example, I was looking to China, for example, because China had voice adoption that was 10x the US. And so looking to China to see what was happening in China and being able to predict what could be happening in the US, I think... I mean, it was really interesting to see. And now the same thing. I read in an Economist article that was published in March about telehealth in China and what that had brought and how that had changed things because they were in a very similar situation to us where telehealth adoption was not very popular pre-COVID. And then all of a sudden, it just bloomed. And what did China do with it? And what did the... Um, the different companies and the startups do with it. If I think about that, just looking to China, I know it's politically sort of not super savory right now, but just looking at that type of adoption and seeing those examples, what can we do to just look at other industries? You don't have to look at China, but you can see what happens. You can say, okay, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Here's what happened with telehealth, telemedicine. I predict this is where this could go. But then also look at these other industries, these other market entrants and see what are they doing? What do they know? And don't try to recreate the wheel. Just go and copy the wheel. <laughs> go see what's working and just go and do that only what is working and then leave behind all of the other stuff. There's nothing wrong with looking to others to see what is trending and then being able to take advantage of it and then iterating or building on top of it. This is a really interesting time right now, I think, for healthcare and healthcare marketing, the MarTech stack, understanding how to move from, you know, pretty things to data-driven decisions and strategies. It's, this is the time for those who are really ready to become the czar, the data czars. This is the time. I think this is going to change things quite significantly. I, like I said, I, I hope so too. I have a, I have a really good just feeling like this is the trajectory and this, yeah. this time is now. And so if, 
if at the very least, you know, we're giving some of those who are in that camp who are like on the fence, mm-hmm. I think I could be a data czar, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what, how, where do I get started? I hope this, I hope this catches on. <laughs> right. It could be a moment, yeah. you know, we, we could start it. It'll be more than just a hashtag. Like we could, we could get something started yeah. here and it's okay. something that a lot of others could jump in on. Hey, yeah, maybe we'll just start something here. I think that'd be pretty cool. Don't be a data dinosaur. <laughs> be a data czar. Be a data czar. <laughs> For sure. Okay. I'm already, I'm already visualizing this. So that's probably, yeah. I'm jumping to tactics too quickly. Okay. But, okay. Uh, but that, that's what's happening up here. And one of the last thoughts here for me is kind of related to what we were just talking about of, of going upstream from what marketing typically does, go up the chain and how do we rip, rip apart the actual business model now, the sick care business model, the fee for service world. And what is marketing's role in that Wow, like talk about opening Pandora's box, but Mm -hmm. this might be the time to do that. This might be the time to say, you know, some of marketing's frustration is that I can only market us so much when we don't have online scheduling, when we don't have, when our experience is full of friction, there's only so much I can market Mm -hmm. that and promote that and, and make people feel good about that when the thing we're promoting ultimately is not meeting their expectations and everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything else is, is starting to meet those expectations. So when I think of what can marketing's role be, I'm thinking, okay, who knows the consumer better than anyone? And now if we do what you were just saying, who knows the consumer better than anyone with data, who can earn that seat at the table Mm -hmm. if they know what they're doing and we can actually be the ones bringing those ideas of, okay, look, here's how we start packaging up a virtual visit with this Mm -hmm. other thing. Here's who we partner with. Here's this group out here. Here's how we react and, and coordinate with the health plan now to actually mm-hmm. be a little more transparent in things. I mean, my goodness, I don't know who else brings that to the table, but marketing can. And I, mm-hmm. I just, maybe out of everything, there's the opportunity because then a lot of other things take care of themselves. If we actually start looking up the chain and start disassembling the sick care business model itself. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, I always say this and maybe people are sick of me saying this, but search is an indicator of intent. When somebody is searching for something, they're signaling that they're interested in something or they they seek or that they want or whatever that might be. It's an intent that they are signaling out into the world. Marketers have the best seat to see what those intents are. And so why not collect all of that information? Collect just basic search queries to start to see what do people want? What are, and you know, analyze reviews, seeing what's a pain point, understanding and pulling all of that information together to then funnel it up the chain so that they can make great recommendations on saying people are finding that they want to book virtual visits. People are finding that they want to book online appointments. They're asking for it. They're literally searching for it. They're asking for it. People are looking for X, Y, Z. We need to be able to provide and drive it. Why build a strategy that doesn't reflect what the data is? Sh- okay, we're going back to the data czar again. But why not? Build, like, Why would you build a strategy that denies a view of the intent of the consumer and the patient? Because they're the ones who are evolving faster than the organization is because the organization is so much... It's, it's like the Titanic. The patients outside are the ones who are experiencing everything else with technology and they're wanting things. They're searching. We're able to see that and healthcare marketers are able to see those searches. They can quickly make changes or as quickly as possible try to make changes. 
why not do that to help actually make bigger, broader healthcare um, innovations or bigger, broader healthcare changes? I don't see why not. I think there, every marketer is sitting on mountains and mountains of this intent data, of this sentiment data, of all of this as something that could be packaged, put together, and then again, tell the story. The data is art can tell the story and say, here's where we need to focus. I've done my research. My team's done the research. I know where we need to focus. We don't need to go in this direction because nobody's really asking about it, but they are over here. And that's really important. And this will help ease friction for the patient or the consumer. I love this thought. I think we're, we're connecting a lot of dots here. I think we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to come up with, with a, a potential plan here. There is no roadmap for this. As you were sharing with me previously, everyone is, is I, I think, acknowledging that there's no roadmap for clinicians, for healthcare administration, for the business strategist, for the marketer, for the tech, for anyone, inv- anyone no involved roadmap. in this. So we've got to rely on still like some North Star, like some, st- we need to be able to have something to navigate even though we don't yes. know the exact roadmap. And I think you've shared a lot of those with us today. So, so glad we, we are. Uh, if nothing else, this is the start of a conversation that we need yes. to keep going. And I think there's a lot more to this. To the, the question, hopefully people are going to listen or watch and they're, they're going to think, okay, wait, how do we do that now? Uh, I, I would love to get to that point though, where that's the <laughs> predominant question of, okay, mm-hmm. I know we need to, how do we do that? Let's start mm-hmm. bringing that conversation in now and, and evolve. And that seems like, to me, the way we're going to accelerate this, this effort more than anything. Yeah, I agree. And I think that what you were saying about everyone starting fresh, I mean, we literally, there is no playbook for this, like we were talking about before. There's no playbook for what we're all encountering right now, and especially in healthcare. But I think the, the greatest lesson that I learned when I was at Google was just start. And launch and iterate. They always said launch and iterate. So if someone were to say, what do I do? I know I need to do something. So where do I start or what do I do? I think the greatest advice that I could give is just do something. Whether it's running a report in Google Analytics and taking a look at search queries or just taking a look at, let's say the last 30 days and looking at your reviews and seeing what's been said about your reviews or going internal and trying to understand what's actually going on and be the patient like we were talking about before. Set foot in your patient's shoes and go through three different scenarios. Just start. Just do. And it will be like light bulb moments of clarity to then say, okay, what else can I do after this? It will spur on ideas. So I don't think there needs to be a prescription. I know we in healthcare, we need prescriptions, but for this, it's just take the first step, just do it, launch, iterate, launch, iterate. It's okay if you sort of don't do it perfectly in the first 10 times, but just move forward because that's where we will make the most progress. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I, I love it. I love it. Carrie, thanks for giving me a few minutes today. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, stay safe. Stay well. Good luck with everything you're doing. And uh, it's, it's great to connect with you again. Thanks. You too. Great to be here. Hey, thanks to Carrie. And thanks to all of you for listening. Don't forget to be a part of this Marketing Forward movement. It's here for you. You can start by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. Healthcare Wrap is a member of the brand new Shift.Health content network. Go check it out at shift.health and don't forget that new series, The Resilience Journey, with episode one featuring Joe Polizzi. So on behalf of Carrie and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap. 